We are facing some major crisis in today's culture. Think of some of these issues, transgenderism, abortion, mass shootings, social justice, critical theory, sexual abuse, increase in violent crime, political corruption, drug addiction, racism, privilege, sexual revolution. What is causing this culture to be so decadent? That's the focus of today's Kingdom Currents. Welcome to Kingdom Currents. My name is Glenn Schultz, and I'm the host of this podcast. And today we're going to be trying to look behind the scenes of what's taking place in our culture to determine what is the driving force behind it. When we think of all the issues that are facing us today, this whole sexual revolution and the moral decadence that goes with it, when you think of uh, what it means to be a human being and how do you determine identity, is uh, gender really a choice where sex is biological? Uh, what about all the issues that deal with social justice and what we see in the crime uh, that's increasing all around us? Uh, we're trying to find out what's behind and what's determined and, and set up our culture. One of the things that uh, we've got to understand is a worldview actually shapes the culture. And then the culture reinforces that worldview and passes it on to the next generation. So when we see these issues in our culture that are concerning to us, we've got to understand it comes from a basic worldview that is driving all of this. One of the things I like to do is use models. And if we consider culture like a tree, and we think of a tree planted in the ground, it has roots, it has a trunk, it has limbs, leaves, and it has fruit. When you think of all the issues that I talked about at the start of this podcast, these uh, transgenderism and, and social justice and all the things that go with those, all we're really identifying there is the fruit that's on this tree. The fruit represents the consequences that comes from something much deeper. And sometimes we think if we can only get rid of all the bad fruit, then the culture will be solved. Then the tree will be healthy again. But we've got to understand there's something that's producing bad fruit. We've got to get down to the foundation uh, and the problem that's at the, at the base of all of this. Now, a lot of people, when they think of the model of a tree and the, the fruit representing the consequences of a worldview, we think, well, the problem is in the roots. But the roots really aren't the actual problem. It's the soil in which the tree is planted. Because, see, the soil in this model uh, determines and, and is representative of the prevailing worldview of society. What, what is the worldview, the belief system of society in which the tree of culture or an individual or a home or whatever you want to use the tree as a model of, what is that planted in? Because you see, 
the the worldview, the soil, it, it contains nutrients. And, and whatever's planted in that soil, uh, the nutrients are absorbed into the roots and that forms the tree. Uh, when you consider the soil as a prevailing worldview, there are really only two basic worldviews that are uh, that are possible. Now, I know that you can break them down into little distinctive ones like Marxist worldview and a postmodern worldview and existential, existential worldview. But bottom line is, you either have a biblical or God-centered worldview, or you have a secular or man-centered worldview. And if you think of a man-centered secular worldview, what type of soil would that develop? What kind of nutrients would be in that soil? Well, a secular worldview really has its foundation in in a series of lies that's based on human reasoning, uh, human opinion. And when you look at that soil from a secular worldview, it is just filled with human lies. And now there's some truth in it because for example, two plus two is always uh, four. Uh, when you consider whatever worldview you're in, most worldviews would say two plus two equals four. So there's some truth in a secular worldview soil, but unfortunately, the majority of the nutrients in that secular worldview soil, since it is man-centered and, and based on human opinion and reasoning, is pretty much filled with lies. On the other hand, if you look at a biblical worldview soil, uh, again, this soil is going to contain nutrients that's going to feed into the roots of the culture. A biblical worldview is based on biblical truth. So the primary uh, nutrients that are in this type of soil, this type of worldview, is truth. Now, now, because we live in a fallen world, no one really has a true biblical worldview. Uh, there are always deceptions and, and lies that are in a person who has the strongest, most uh, profound biblical worldview possible. So even though uh, the majority of the nutrients in a biblical worldview soil uh, are, are, are based and determined by truth, there's still lies and deceptions that will be in there. Now, now, when you try and put this together, you've got to understand that all education springs from some image of the future. And, and that image of the future is what drives how we prepare them for the future. And, and parents, if you think of a, a young child as a young seedling that's going to be planted in some kind of soil, parents will plant their children in some educational soil in which they will be nurtured and admonished and trained and the nourishment that the children will receive from their education will be determined by the underlying worldview or philosophy of the educational system that's chosen by the parents. See, every home uh, has a, a worldview soil. Every home it's either going to be a secular worldview soil because the parents live by a secular worldview, or it's going to have a biblical worldview soil 
because parents have developed a biblical worldview. Same thing goes with the churches that our children attend. It's even more important to understand that this is true for the schools in which a parent enrolls their child. Because you see, secular education is all based on a secular worldview, where true biblical education is based on a biblical worldview. So when you, if you could imagine two types of soil that, that's in front of a, a parent and says, I'm going to choose one of those soils to plant my child, and that soil is, is a worldview, and that worldview has nutrients, which are either going to be truth or lies. And those nutrients are going to feed and develop my child into something. Uh, the same way happens with culture. Uh, our, our society plants itself in some type of soil, and, and the soil is representative of the prevailing worldview. If the soil of society is pretty much a secular worldview, that culture is going to absorb those nutrients from that secular worldview, and that's what's going to result in the culture. And, and what parents have to understand is when they educate their children at home or they take them to church and they're educated there, they've got to be very much aware that the worldviews of the people who are teaching in the home and in the church are going to determine what is going to be produced as far as beliefs and worldview in the life of a child. The same thing has to be true for the schools we choose. When a parent enrolls a child in a school, they are saying, I want my child planted in the worldview soil that this school represents. If you go to a secular school, whether it's public or private, it doesn't matter. There can even be Christian schools by name that really have a secular philosophy of education. The soil that that child is going to be nurtured in at that school will be a secular worldview soil that we saw earlier. It contains just lies and human opinion and reasonings, and, and it's going to it's going to form a secular worldview in that child's uh, heart and mind. On the other hand, if the parent says, no, I, I don't want that for my child. I want my child to learn truth. Then they have to choose a school that is founded and grounded on a biblical worldview. And they've got to go and put their child in that type of school so that they'll be nurtured and nourished with biblical truth, not just human opinion and reasoning. Now, again, let's go back to culture. When we think of all these issues that we're facing in today's culture, which, which are impacting our young children, which are causing great amount of confusion to them, the reason why the fruit is so bad is because our society, our culture, ha has been nourished by a secular, man-centered worldview soil. And what happens is that we, we have allowed uh, our society 
to, to just become totally secularized. And, and this secular worldview that's, again, based on human reasoning, human opinion, that is providing the nutrients that are feeding the tree of our culture, the tree of society. And, and if you look, consider the model again, if the soil is a prevailing worldview, then the roots really represents the beliefs that are going to drive everything in the culture. And what is happening, because our society is completely secularized, uh, our culture is feeding off the lies of human opinion and false ideologies, false worldviews, and, and it's absorbing all those lies in the roots of, of our society are forming beliefs that are totally secular in nature. God has been eliminated, and man's opinion reigns supreme. And those beliefs and the roots then travel up through the trunk, and the trunk in the model of the tree represents one's values. What what do we value in society what is most important is it just to be happy and do whatever we want to do well that comes from the prevailing worldview that our society has been planted in and then those values which come from our beliefs go up the trunk and go into the branches of the tree and the branches would represent behaviors uh, how we act out our beliefs. And then, of course, our beha- behaviors uh, are reflected and actually produce the fruit that's on the tree. And as we can see in today's culture, the, the, the fruit, the consequences of living and being planted in a secular worldview soil is disastrous. It's destroying our homes. It's destroying churches. It's destroying young lives. And again, the only thing we see visible are the bad behaviors and the bad fruit. And we we again falsely assume that all we need to do then is to eliminate the bad behaviors and the bad fruit and everything's going to be fine. But the problem is we still have this prevailing man-centered, God-denying worldview that continually feeds society. And and until we can change the soil, we're not going to change society. We're not going to change the culture. We'll we'll maybe pick off uh, abortion, for example, and we'll get rid of that. Let's say that happens. Some other bad fruit's going to come up. Why? Because we have a source of nutrients that's based on lies and human opinion. We've got to go and change the soil in which society is planted. Now, unfortunately, we're at a point in our time in history where it's going to be very difficult to change the worldview soil of our entire society. However, as Christians, where we can make a difference is we can make sure that the worldview that our children are planted in at home is a biblical worldview soil. We can make certain and we can uh, 
take the steps to ensure that when our children go to church and go to church activities, that they are going to be uh, nurtured. They're going to be taught from a biblical worldview. And we can also, and we must, make sure that the schools we choose for our children are based on biblical truth, that they follow the biblical principles of kingdom education. It's so important that we understand that we're not just sending a child to a school for academics or for athletics or fine arts. We're really sending them to a place where their worldview will be shaped and their worldview will become like the worldview of their teachers. That's Luke 640. When a child is fully trained, he's going to be like his teachers. And for too long, Christian parents, parents who love the Lord, who want their children to be good and strong Christians, end up putting them into secular school systems where the 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 a prevailing worldview soil that they're going to get all their nutrients from is a secular man-centered worldview. And, and no wonder, even in our own children's lives, we're seeing bad fruit produced. Uh, we're seeing that they are succumbing to, to the very pressures and the ideologies that are out there in the world. Why? Because they are being nurtured and they're getting their nourishment from the lies of human opinion that's in that educational systems worldview. We have got to go and put our children in schools where there's a biblical worldview that is fully foundational to everything that takes place in that Christian school. Now, for Christian schools, that means we have got to be more intentional in helping and making sure that every one of our staff members, every coach, every teacher, every administrator, every uh, teacher aide uh, has to develop and teach from a biblical worldview. Otherwise, we're going to be Christian in name, but we're going to have the same effect on that child's worldview as if they were in a secular school. So it's critical that we understand that. Now, now let's go back to uh, you know what we stated at the beginning uh, of this podcast. I said that a worldview shapes the culture. And, and what we see in the fruit that's being produced by our culture we know that our culture has been planted in a totally secularized worldview society. And it has shaped the beliefs, it has formed the values, and it's driven the behaviors of people in society, and we see the results that are devastating. But at the same time, we've got to understand that the culture reinforces the worldview that has been formed and passes it on to the next generation in an even greater intensity. So if we don't do something to change what's taking place right now, our children and our grandchildren will grow up into a culture that is much more secularized than we even see today. And the fruit that it will produce will even be more horrendous than what we're witnessing today. 
what we've also got to understand that our children's worldview is not something that they choose. It's something they absorb from the culture that they grow up in. So the question that I, I want to ask as we sort of wrap this episode of Kingdom Currents up is, what culture, what worldview will our children and grandchildren grow up in? And, and I'm not just talking about society in general, because we know what kind of worldview soil uh, our, our society is planted in. But, but let's be more specific. What worldview soil, what type of culture will our children face while they're at home? See, I believe it's very important that parents, Christian parents, must realize that we don't have biblical worldviews, that we've got to go and renew our minds and, and develop a biblical worldview so that our children will get truth whenever they're at home. We must also be more intentional in making sure that everybody in our church, churches that are teaching children, whether it's in a children's ministry or a, or a youth ministry or from the pulpit, individual Bible study teachers, they've all got to be trained in developing a biblical worldview so they can teach from that. We've got to have a biblical worldview soil in our churches. And then one of the biggest influences on the development of a child's worldview and belief system is the school they attend. Because they're in there six to seven to eight hours a day, five days a week. And, and when you count sports and everything else, it's even longer. And we have got to have a renewed commitment to make sure we do ongoing, uh, intentional, comprehensive worldview training of our teachers, our coaches, uh, our sponsors, our, our aides, our administrators, our board members. We have to go and make sure that uh, this isn't something we do one time because it's an ongoing battle. It's got to be every year throughout the year where we're constantly helping uh, all of our staff and board to develop strong biblical worldviews. We've got to make sure that we understand the biblical philosophy of kingdom education and we're operating by those 14 essential principles that come out of God's word that tells us how to educate children. It is not an option for us to do this. It's a necessity because right now in the majority of schools, homes, churches, and of course in society in general, our children are growing up in, in a prevailing worldview soil that is almost totally secular, man-centered. And if we do not change the soil, where it's a biblical worldview soil in our homes, in our churches, and in our schools. Our children will not be prepared and will not be able to stand against the attacks that will come into their lives as they live in a secularized culture. This is something that is at the heart of 
everything we're doing at Kingdom Education Ministries. And and I want to thank you for being a part of these podcasts. I I pray that they're challenging to you and helping you to understand the issues that are facing uh, us today as we try to educate our children biblically. I, I hope that you're sharing these podcasts with others so we get the word out. And I hope you'll pray as future episodes are put together that we'll be able to uncover what Satan's strategy is in trying to capture the hearts and minds of our children and how we can go and apply kingdom education and and see our children develop a biblical worldview that they can go out and actually impact culture with. So until next time, may God bless you as you develop a strong biblical worldview. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.